Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Drop Your Buffs Podcast, where we recap the strategy, social game, and stupidity of this finale episode of Survivor. I cannot believe it's here, Dion. This has felt like an eternity podcasting. When we started this, I was just like a fresh, like, let's go, let's podcast. And now at the end, I am like weathered. I've been 39 (laughs) days of podcasting. (laughs) Yeah, no wide-eyed, bushy-tailed approach anymore. You have lived one season of a podcast. It looked so easy, didn't it? And then now we're here and it's like, wow. Who knew that we had to have like fresh thoughts every week Mm -hmm. about Survivor, which we do. I was going to say, we do have fresh thoughts, but we always reuse some. We kind of like get back to where we were last week and go, actually, I changed my mind. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. It has been a whirlwind of a season. Mm -hmm. And Dion, in this just last week of life, you have had a whirlwind of a week. Stop. Yes, I, I participated in a little fun event last weekend, which unfortunately took me away from my Pokemon Go community day weekend. (laughs) I wasn't able to participate in that. However, I did get to participate in the race across LA, which is like a live game that is, uh, I guess, in the same vein as the Amazing Race. Uh, We had seven teams, three that flew in from North Carolina, sorry, three that flew in from Tampa, Florida. Oh my gosh, fun fact, I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. Wow, (laughs) there we go. Fun fact, you're on a family vacation, which is also why we had a little bit of a delay in getting this out. So thank you for bearing with us. But we came, we came together in our Christmas theme shirts. Yes. Mine has kangaroos jumping across under snowflakes because that's how it is in Australia, apparently. As you can see, it's a t-shirt. We don't have sweaters. Yes, and, and my, uh, my Christmas shirt says, you serious, Clark? Yeah. So if that's you a reference. reference, then awesome for you guys. <laughs> um, so anyway, so Dion was talking about how he got to compete in Amazing Race LA. It took mm-hmm. place over two days. Yeah. You said there were seven teams. There were seven teams. Okay. Uh, nobody got eliminated. We treated the full two days as one round of the Amazing Race. Oh, and the aim okay. was to be the first team to check in at the pit stop on the second day. We ran from Marina Del Rey to Venice Beach, to Venice Canal, to Santa Monica Pier. We went to um, Century City. We ended up in downtown LA. We ended up in Hollywood. We ended up in Griffith Park. We oh went all over LA in these two yeah. days. I was so sore on Monday. It was such an amazing experience. And? And? At the end of all of it. Yeah, somehow we won, (laughs) which was kind of crazy. I remember messaging you at the end being like, now we're both race winners because you won the Dash for Cash. I won the Dayton one. Dion won the LA one. Mm -hmm. Um, I was watching... Dion's Instagram stories from Dayton on the edge of my seat. They were so funny. My favorite part of Dion Instagramming about <laughs> the race is him and his partner Donna. Shout yes. out to Donna. Love Ooh, you. You're we the love best. Donna. Survivor Dress Lady. If you know who Survivor Dress Lady is, that's who also, Dion worked with. 
two-time survival challenge player yes so we know her through survival challenge Mm -hmm. they are on a bus getting ready were you going to the final location when you're on the final pit stop yeah they're ready to go to the final pit stop and the bus is about to leave the bus uh spot that he's at and they are hiding like under the seats so that no one can see them (laughs) so that no other teams will get on the bus with them it was the best part and oh i just loved it and they got to the final location what did you say in the fourth spot or third spot well we left so we did the um the glass slide so we left that in fifth place we as we were leaving we saw the fourth place team so we were trying to get to the last fifth stop in fourth place and beat them in the process we arrived in third place so we don't know what happened to one team (laughs) for all i knew one of them had already won and they weren't there anymore right right and so we saw the two teams who we knew were in first place and second place um completing this puzzle 100 piece puzzle donna and i grabbed the puzzle sit Uh down and we're like she's like i'm good at puzzles i'm like i'm good at puzzles and we just you are good at puzzles we just did we just did the puzzle from my survival challenge experience people used to call me the puzzle master i believed Uh in donna's fate she's like this is what i do we just smashed it together ran up to him the other two teams are still going and he announced that we were the winners so we went from fifth place approximately and like less than an hour earlier into first place. It was insane. I, oh, I'm just so proud of you. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> but people aren't here to hear about that. If they do want to hear about that, please let us know because we would be interested in possibly doing a podcast. Yes. Based on that experience. So let us know. To that share would be more a lot of it. Fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'll just throw in there that Dion's experience doing this has inspired me to possibly host a date in amazing race. Oh. So if anybody is interested possibly in competing in a date in amazing race taking place, possibly over a weekend in June, please reach out to me. Maybe we could put you in a spot. Okay. That's I'm just going to leave that there. That's yeah, incredible. Dion, you want to fly out? <laughs> I actually am considering it. I'm like, I could totally help. That would be so much fun. Oh, it, it's going to be fun. Um, so anyways, yeah, not on only top of would that. You get to compete in the amazing race. You would get to meet the two co-hosts <laughs> of Drop Your Buffs. Isn't I mean, what, that great? Yeah, what more do you want? <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. So All on right. top of that, so Dion competes in this one weekend, uh-huh. has an amazing time, uh-huh. and then... You know, just a few days later, probably it was longer than that, Dion gets to go to the finale of Survivor Island of the Idols. He got to be in the live studio audience. So, Well, we should clarify that this is the very first time that a live studio audience has been pre-recorded, meaning every single person in Mm -hmm. that room knew who won before before it even aired. So that, for me, that's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah, you were like part of an elite group that knew who the winner was yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> although you might say that a lot of people knew who the winner was based on the edit of the season um wow. interesting. <laughs> interesting so i'm sure like i want to know all about your experience being part of the finale you have been to a finale before yes. you have been to heroes versus villains finale mm-hmm. yeah um and what was the other one you got to be a part of david versus goliath da- oh what an epic one you got to be yeah. part of that and mm-hmm. honestly this finale, in my opinion, was epic. This was, was fantastic. so much fun. Yep. So I would love to hear from... I have so many questions for you about being in the <laughs> audience. And maybe as we're recording, yeah, I might I ask say, as we more go along, questions. Yeah. Um, 
But I guess like just to start off, like I would love to hear, and I'm sure a lot of people would want to know, like, what was the process of you getting it, like um, going to the finale? Like, did they confiscate your phone? Did, um, were you told what you had to wear? Were you like not allowed to wear like logos or like, what does it look like going to the finale? Okay. So a pretty quick rundown is you want to have a business casual. So it's, you look nice. You're not walking. Do they tell you that? Yeah, business casual. Is oh, I love it. It's like a wedding invite. Business uh, casual, please. Right. And like you have to remember that you're only being seen really waist up. I mean, unless you're in the front row, they're not going to see what you're wearing. Yeah. Um, I was not. I was up the back. But I loved that because I got to see everything on stage. I yeah. sat in the audience before to the side. I didn't get to see Jeff at all. And I got to see like half of the jury, like the way uh-huh. they get up on stage. Um, also, they did take our phones. Um, I don't believe that they did that in the past. I believe I had access to my phone at the day. Oh, of the so this was a, definitely not to spoil anything, Correct. probably. However, they did say to us, they're like, well, when you leave, it still won't have aired. So just, you know, <laughs> just as a good act, you know, um, of faith and all that kind of stuff, just, you know. So they weren't like it. super like rude. They weren't like no one better tell what happens oh. they were just kind of very oh. nice about it and like well they they hey. understand the reality of it it's which is we can't stop you yeah <laughs> we yeah. will find you but <laughs> well not even that we will find you they were just saying that in the past there's been situations um i think it was someone on an x Factor series released <laughs> that somebody made it uh, uh on someone's team of uh, the voice i think it was oh. the voice. and then um they were able to backtrack because that's very interesting. But they were just saying that like, they're not going to go to those extremes. However, they would appreciate it if people weren't going to start blasting it all over social media. Yeah. I love that. Wow. So business yeah. casual, phone confiscated. Um, what was the vibe going into the finale? Like the people you're sitting around, mm-hmm. were you also surrounded by other fans or were there any family members of contestants near you oh, at all? The, the, um, the family contestants, so they pretty much take up a majority of the front rows. Okay. I saw former contestants. I was sitting behind, oh, why have I gone blank? Ghost Island, Kellen. I was oh, really? Kellen. Kellen. I was also sitting behind Albert from... Uh, South Pacific. Oh, Albert that's was there. the past, yeah. Wow, um, that's a pool. Across from us was Brett from Millennials vs. Gen X. No. So that, oh my gosh, that is so cool. And even somebody who got a seat filler's spot was Tina from Panama. Timber Tina. Timber Tina. She was like, because they called out and Jeff was talking to the audience at one point and she put her hand up. He's like, yeah. And she's like, it's me, Tim Bettina. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, who? Just kidding. Yeah, no, exactly. He was like, How oh, Tina. Oh, Tina. Yeah. So surrounded by a lot of, you know, alum from Survivor, a lot of oh, family, so Survivor cool. contestants. Um, and yeah, just got to watch it with a cool crowd. It was a very um, responsive crowd. A lot of people... Yeah were very vocal about who they were rooting for and who they okay. were rooting for. But I know that the people I was sitting with going into the episode, we really didn't have a strong, um, I definitely want this person to win. Okay. My gut was telling me that I wanted to see Dean win. Yeah, that's what I could tell over our past podcast. That I, right. There was that growing Dean love, like, come yeah. on, Dean. I love the underdog story. And for yes. me, that's what that was his arc, you know, mm-hmm. being the person who... I mean, did they give us the underdog story by not showing him in the first two episodes and then seeing where he gets to? So they want us to think that he pushed even harder? I don't know. I couldn't tell you. I will say that, like, I went into the finale, like, 
I'm one of those people that I'm not an edgic person that like really analyzes the edit and like, all right, who got what confessional? How many confessionals did they get? But I do pay attention to the edit of like, who's getting a really great edit. And the fact that Dean wasn't in the first two episodes of Survivor, like I automatically wrote him off. Like there's no right. way that they would not put the winner of Survivor in the first two episodes. But Survivor editors are always fooling us. So mm-hmm. I did have that in the back of my mind. Like, wow, this could be Dean's win. And especially when he really did an awesome job at the tribal, the final tribal. I'm like, are we seeing a, a Dean win right now? I know I'm cutting mm-hmm. to the end. But no. yeah, like you said, with the edit, you know, it's just kind of like, this could be Dean taking it home. Now yeah. I want to hear. So you said that the audience was pretty vocal about who they were rooting for and who they weren't rooting mm-hmm. for. Yeah. Uh, who do you want to share? Like who you noticed got a lot of that attention? Um, we noticed that Janet got a lot of love. Um, of course. I believe mm-hmm. that Nora was getting some love. Mm-hmm. Um, Dean didn't necessarily get as much love mm-hmm. as we were giving him. Um, I don't think Tommy was getting as much love either. Mm-hmm. So I just think the women, like Lauren was getting love too. Like I think they were very much pushing for them because I think it's um almost like expected from the guys to do well. Yeah. Which is another really weird thing about, you know, the whole archetype of this season. Yeah. You know, I came into this season going, I'm going to call it. I'm going to say a woman's going to win this season. And unfortunately, I lost that bet. So, <laughs> yeah. and. Oh, and I've been really thinking about that, you know, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe a man won. I can't, I can't. Well, well I'm not upset. Yeah, yeah, bring it. Fun fact uh, for today. It better be fun. It's, oh, I don't know, it's fun <laughs> as much as it is a fact. <laughs> so this final, we saw two men and a woman. So we right. saw Tommy, Dean, and Nora. Last season, we saw three men and a woman. The season before that, we saw three men and a woman. The season before that, two men and a woman. Two men and a woman. Sorry, yes. Thank you for clarifying. It's okay. I'm I'm kind of going crazy. Um, (laughs) But for the last five seasons, there's been two men and a woman in the final three. Now, out of those final votes, there's 52 votes accumulated. Two of those votes went to women. Holy crap! Is that including the Chrissy vote? Yeah. Oh, so those two. Oh my gosh! Was it was it two votes for Chrissy? I don't I don't remember, but I know I think she got Angelina didn't get any votes. Nora didn't get any votes. Laurel didn't get any votes. That's Chrissy, and I'm forgetting one season. But the only female... Julie didn't did Julie get Julie any votes? didn't get any votes? Oh no. my gosh! The, those the, I think those were Chrissy votes. Yeah, there you go. Oh my heart. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have. So seen... what is it? Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, you want to say like, oh, these women aren't getting what they deserve. Now, in my, you know, in my opinion that I do not think that Chrissy got what she deserved, but we did talk I, I'm about... I'm the same. I think that yeah, she should have won that season. We, and we do talk about... I also about, think that Julie should have got more votes than Gavin. Yeah, but I, but, I don't know if I'm alone on that one. Um, I, I agree with you. So here's the thing. Um, I've been thinking like, okay, so our women are not being seen well in this end game of survivor, they are not being perceived well. Yeah. But when we come to this season, we talk about Janet got voted out huge, huge threat. Lauren voted out huge, huge threat. So yeah. they, so you know what? They are being seen and perceived as threats and they could win it. And, uh-huh. and like, I just want to take a moment to like really talk about Janet is 
the stereotype older mother figure yep. who typically gets to the end and is just dragged and hated because mm-hmm. the mother figure turned on people. But Janet right. was not that this season. And not so we saw that we saw that perception get changed. So that being said, you know, Nora gets zero votes and I totally understand why she didn't get any votes. Mm-hmm. We see at the final tribal when she starts making the analogy about, you know, this is like <laughs> date and everybody on the jury was like, shut up, Nora. They did not want to hear one more thing from her. The so, audience was in hysterics at that point. Oh, I, I bet. You know that. I, I bet. So like yeah. it wasn't a female thing. It was a Nora thing. They, yeah. they could not stand listening to her anymore. Well, I will so, say, I will yeah. say this. Nora has come out since, uh, it's been filmed, it's aired, all that kind of stuff. And she has said she, she's taken a lot of responsibility for her place in the final three. Uh-huh. And she's also spoken kind of on um, on behalf of the women who were making it to the end of the game, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, can be perceived either way. But she pretty much has said that um, women are allowing the jury to let them believe that they are a certain type of person and in a certain type of place in this game. Which is, you know, it's a very interesting take because um, she was saying that the boys weren't letting the jury tell them the game they played, but she was allowing them to do that. Yeah, I heard that the jury really berated Nora more than we saw, that they were really down on her. So you're saying that Nora was like, she like, let it happen? Is that what you're saying? Well, she's saying it's her responsibility to own own her game and, you know, fight for her position and and stand her ground. I think that was the biggest part because... You know, we've seen people in the past, a lot of the, um, you know, and, and I say all of this very much saying this is traditionally what we've seen in the last couple of seasons. This isn't just the balance between men and women. This right. isn't a political stance. Right. But the men that we've seen in the finals tend to just do this pissing contest where they're trying to one-up <laughs> each other. I mean, it, we what it is. We saw it really with, with Tommy and Dean. Oh, pat on the back, pat on the back, pat. Oh I'm like, go gosh. make out, get a room. Um, <laughs> it was like, and then Nora's just sitting there. And, you know, a lot of people have also said that Nora was, you know, agreeing with these positive statements about the boys behind her. And I'm like, that's not a bad thing because mm-hmm. you do want to acknowledge what the people next to you have done but one up them say what you were able to do that they weren't able to do right and it's just kind of like you don't have to sit there and sit there and shaking your head and say no 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 that's not true i was better you don't have to do that you can just say that was their game this is mine please reward me the million dollars yeah uh, watching the finale again i did understand nora's arguments for herself and like her pitch was for her game and how like and she was like saying like it's okay that I'm an emotional player and it's okay that I'm quirky and that I'm different. Like that's okay for someone to win being different. Yeah. But the problem is that she had lost the jury's respect ages ago. Yeah. For some, I mean, she lost respect the day before. Oh oh dear. (laughs) We'll get to that. Right. But like for, like for some reason, something, the way that she was behaving on the Island, which, you know, truly she's probably just being herself she was not earning their respect and she needed to have more control over what, how she spoke and what she did on that Island to, to garner respect. And I feel like if she came back to play again, it would, I feel like it'd be totally different. I think she could do a better job. Yeah. And I think the the hardest part of going into that final three is knowing that in the early game of survivor, there were certain things that uh, would, would qualify you the win. Mm -hmm. Um, and 
I'm not even going to say the OG seasons. I'm going to say the middle seasons where people were realizing that it's not enough to be a likable person. You mm-hmm. needed to have played some kind of game. When the resume and, started. Right. Because, I mean, season two, we saw Colby beast a bunch of challenges. However, Tina was that likable person. Yeah. Who was story. So he didn't even get rewarded for that. However, in the middle seasons, like, it wasn't enough to be likable. But Nora's that... That, that archetype, she, it wasn't about being likable. She got three immunity wins. She mm-hmm. won her place at the final tribal council. Mm-hmm. She was at the bottom of a tribe week one and managed to get herself to the end of the game. Like, do you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. her, her resume was the strongest out of the three, in my opinion, in terms of like wow. season long. Yeah. Because Dean's resume was built in the end game. Mm-hmm. Sure, there was a survival in the start of it and there was that social aspect, but he wanted to play the end game. Something that I've compared to you to that of Big Brother, where it's like, right. you know, you stay low in the first half of the game and then you pick up at the end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Tommy, his, his resume for, you know, the stuff um, that is deemed gameplay in terms of like immunities, rewards, this and that, very very low on the the you know the list of things he did actually accomplish zero idols zero immunity wins he got brought yeah. to the end mm-hmm. he won a reward which he stated is part of why he was able to keep the people in his alliance close mm-hmm. but in terms of and i mean like that's not just to, to take away the fact that he deserved the win based on his social interaction cuz you you and i have both discussed how the social game is possibly the most important right game out there mm-hmm. you know it's not enough to just win challenges to get you to the end it's not right. enough to just rely on um hidden immunity idols to get you through one vote and, and that's what tommy's win showed this mm-hmm. season yeah but the thing is for me it was it wasn't he said it himself he needed to get rid of lauren so that they weren't going to share votes on the jury but for me it was just kind of like these these weren't all his own moves mm-hmm so, but I think it's interesting that she, necess- She, I guess we didn't see the full footage, but it seems like she let him take the credit for them. Lauren? Yeah. Yeah, which is like what I was saying last week that I could see her, Lauren, doing that for the sake of him winning. Mm-hmm. Um, man, you know, like thinking of this final tribal, it really was the battle of Dean and Tommy. Mm-hmm. And it was epic you know complete yeah. with the thunderstorm with yes. the quick downpour it was insane before we get ahead of ourselves yeah, I, I do i do really want to discuss janet and lauren before we get into oh this. before we get to the final okay let's do because, that like let's talk about the first tribal council we got to the five yeah. of them walk in janet's feeling confident as oh, anything. was your heart breaking yeah. like everybody knew what was coming and every Everyone time we got a confessional the- oh from yeah. her i was like oh no like i was sitting in the audience and like there was complete silence really you just, every- you just knew that everybody knew that this was the <sighs> end of her game because mm-hmm. yes, Dean had the option not to play the idol nullifier, but it, it only would have made sense if it really was in his best interest to take out Lauren right then and there. Right. And, and that's another thing to kind of say against Dean's game, which is he didn't really have control over a lot of the votes. He didn't even vote for the right people. I mean, five of his votes were Karishma. <laughs> <I know. You> know? <laughs> so it's like, his yeah, his votes and the where he stood on the line of where the majority was and all that kind of stuff, very questionable all season. 
However, mm-hmm. you've got an idle nullifier. You know if you play it, it will be played correctly and that person will go home. Mm-hmm. Do, you not, do you not make that move? And he even said at the end, um, <laughs> now I'm jumping, he didn't need to play anything that he had. But it's like that, that was a pitch for and against him. Yeah, so that, was, sense, that was a crazy dichotomy of, like that just blew my mind. We have not yeah. seen that before. No, where like, people, all, all the advanced, yeah, and then people are like, "But it didn't really amount to anything." Mm. And Tommy's like, "Those are just things you found." He goes, "Those are souvenirs that you can keep in your room." Oh my gosh! But you would say that the nullifier against Janet—that was a huge move, and that was the whole point of him getting it on Idol. I mean, Island of the Idols was to, supposed to be a jury-winning move. Was the well, nullifier. here's the thing. That's a move that Tommy needed. He needed Dean to use it to take out Janet. However, he was very quick to tell him that it was an unnecessary move and, you know, it didn't know. benefit him in any way. I was like, wow. Oh, dang. How the tables have turned. So what are your views on the nullifier? Do you like it? Do you hate it? What are your thoughts? I've seen the nullifier be played in different seasons in, well, in Australia. Um, mm-hmm. And the nullifier... I saw it play out on that show before it played out in this uh, US version. Sorry, okay. this is a really long version of explaining this. Oh, it's um, okay. I'm here. <laughs> but the the Australian version, when they used it, you could use it like a hidden immunity idol. You see somebody play a hidden immunity idol, you play <gasps> your nullifier. Oh, you play your nullifier after they play the idol. And I oh, I feel like I saw that, that too. I hated it. Yeah, it was too much power. Too, you literally just take an idol away from someone. Mm-hmm. I like the gamble. I like having to write someone's name on yep. this notifier. I like yep. there having to be some kind of intellect around it rather than just like a free pass. Mm-hmm. And for me, it wasn't even just a free pass. You essentially just take any responsibility out of somebody else's hands. You know, when you think that you have this idol, like Janet thought she had this idol, but it, it was how she was able to um, conceal that idol how she was able to kind of like play it stealthily. And like there was a little bit of that where in the other version, there's no room for that. You can try Mm. and make it work for you and it will never work for you. If we had had a final six without Dan getting removed, that would have added a whole nother layer to Dean choosing whether he played the nullifier at at six or five. Like that would have added more to his decision making, but it was easy for him to be like, oh, we're at five. I can play it. I also think it's very interesting that we saw the whole fake clue to the legacy advantage kind of get played out the episode before. So we didn't have to kind of like weigh into final six when we're already at a final five. So I think that Mm -hmm. was very kind of like in terms of like production and editing, they're like, let's at least acknowledge it because it's going to come up at final tribal council um, that we need to address this um, information. We need to have this material up. Um, and then we can do that and still go into our final five. Mind you, this was the first final in a couple of years or seasons, I should say, that we've seen it start with five people. And I really liked it. I know. It gave us more time with these people. Mm-hmm. And um, so the final five started and it starts. This was really freaky for me that I like finally realized. I'm like, something feels off when they're starting at the Island of the Idols mansion mm-hmm. and like the whole rest of the game plays out at the mansion. It was so weird. We have never seen this before at no. final five. Like it felt like the day 39 breakfast yep. started with final five and just lasted. Like it was it, parsley. Did you know? Oh, parsley. parsley. <laughs> and there's chickens and like it, 
that I mean, it was really fun. Like I said, this was yeah. a really fun finale. Like it was so different, but it it felt weird not having you know like Eric. Um, oh, what's his last name? The ice cream scooper, Eric. Eric. Um, I want to say like Rosen. Oh, Reichenbach. Reichenbach. That's the one. He got removed, medically evacuated from Final a game, four, right? At, Final five or four. I can't remember because yeah. that final five is also when he made his huge blunder where he gave oh. up his idol, his um, immunity yeah. uh, necklace. Anyways, so, so he got evacuated like during like at least final five or final four because yeah. he was so malnourished. Yeah. Like, and here we are, we're watching a final five, like living it up yep. in this mansion. They're probably trying to avoid that now. <laughs> They're like, we want to watch them all get to the end. Like, let's help them out. Um, what did you think about the idol hunt on Island of the Idol? Spoiler uh, alert, I freaking loved it. I thought that was so fun. I was, I mean, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time and I was so pissed at Tommy for telling Dean about it. And I, yeah, go for it. I kind of love that he told Dean about it because it meant yeah. that Dean could make this work for him. So. so that was my drop your buff moment. Okay. So we see <laughs> yeah. Tommy hunting for it. We see him tell Dean and Dean is DK chilling. He doesn't mm-hmm. really care. He goes, I got to go take a poop. I'll be back and we'll <laughs> do this. I loved that part. Yeah. And my drop your buff moment is when we cut to the confessional where Dean goes, Tommy shouldn't have told me all this. Cause I'm going to find this for myself. And yeah. I was I was totally sold on the fact that Dean wasn't really caring about this advantage. Mm-hmm. So my jaw dropped when I realized, oh, Dean does care what's going on right now. Yeah. And, the, and the funny thing is that, like, he let Tommy do all the hard work. I know. And he just reaped the rewards. Oh, my gosh. He and figured I just, it out. He did. But, like, I just feel like, if Dean were able to articulate himself a little better at the end in that way and just mm-hmm. kind of be like, I legitimately didn't have to do as much as you guys because, you know, not for any other reason, just other than you were willing to do the work for me, you know, mm-hmm. and by me doing it myself, I was just going to be putting a bigger target on my back. And I think he said that in fewer words, I don't know that he articulated it as well as he possibly could have, but it's like, it's, it's hard because like, I mean, even Tommy didn't necessarily talk himself up great. And oh, oh, no, we're going to talk about when we get to that. Just remember that I have an oh, oh, and then that's, oh, that's oh with my the gosh. final three tribals. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, okay. Good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I have something else I want to say about the final tribal too about Dean. So I'm going to play something on the couch. So when I remember. I look at it. I remember. I'm trying to. I'm. I forget things. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, let's get through the. Um, let's let's talk about the the Lauren vote, and let's get to this final tribal. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, but really quick about this idol hunt. Um, mm-hmm. So I had a question for you. So Tommy tells Dean, yes, like I'm going to tell you one more clue, but if you find it, you give it to me, okay? And of I course, don't... Dean says, okay. Yeah. So Dion, Dion, what do you do if you know? Are do you do exactly what Dean says, and you go like, sure, okay, I'll give it to you. And, like, what do you think about this whole situation? Like, as Tommy, do you even say that in the first place? Like, what are your thoughts? If I were Dean, it would have taken everything in me to just look at him and say, yeah, sure. Because I would have wanted to look at him and go, are you kidding me? me? (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? Uh, Even just the way that Tommy was saying it to Dean is just like, "I'm, I'm, I'm not good. So you need to help me 
but I need to reap the rewards going yeah. into a final three. But I totally get it. I totally get why Tommy said that. He's like, I'm going to fill you in on these clues, but I want you to give it to me if you find it. I get it. But like, like you're saying, like, I would be like Dean, like, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. So the, th- the thing for me was Tommy got everything he needed and didn't need to tell Dean about this in theory. You know, he, he figured out all the early stages, mm-hmm. you know, the whole color coordination. He worked that out, even though he's colorblind. Right. He's the one who found the plank when Dean walked right over it. But then he showed him this symbol. That's strike two, you know. Because he couldn't figure it out. He, he could not figure it out. on me. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, man, so I don't know. I think that the move that Tommy, if Tommy's going to say that, like if you find it, give it to me, then you have to stick by Dean and like say, all right, we're in this together. Let's find it together. And you stick yeah. together. Yeah. But obviously Dean was go DK chilling and had to take a poop and Dean played it so well. He, yeah. he pretended like he was not into anything, just taking a swing. Oh, I that just, was epic. I, I just think it was a dick move for Tommy to be like, but it's mine. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, so so anyway, so that was the idol. I love those. It goes back to, you know, past seasons where people had to have clues to find idols. We haven't yeah. had that in a while. No. We've just had people finding them in trees randomly. That's I loved the, the legit clue um, hunt. And there was like a nice message from um, Robin Sandra, I know, that was so precious. Like shown at like the end and it was like, these are cute. And then, you know, obviously Missy had a big reaction to that. So it was like, these were all fun moments. And I'm just thinking, I'm like, did I have a drop your buff moment this episode? But like the episode was so strong of a final. It really um, was. Five, in my opinion. Like mm-hmm. you kind of could go in, and we, we said this last week, you can go in having pros and cons for all of these people. Mm-hmm. And I think we, we didn't say that we thought that Janet was going to win because we just didn't see her getting to the final three, knowing that she had an idol and he had a nullifier. It was going to be a very rare uh, situation that she was going to be able to make yeah. it to that tribal council. Yeah. Then we get to the final four. Ooh, we get to that immunity challenge. Oh, mind you, can we talk about the first immunity challenge? And I was actually going to ask close you. close that, tri- um, that immunity challenge was. Yeah, what, what, what stuck out to you with these challenges? The first immunity challenge we had, the, the get the ropes off yeah. of the hanging thing, put Use the ropes a ladder. on a ladder. Then you had to pull a ring up a ladder. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you have to put balls into two holes. Yeah, on the maze. Oh my gosh. I'm going to help you out there. Table maze. Yeah, Dion, um, (laughs) I had this, I know, right? I, and then the next immunity challenge was, oh my gosh, the most stress inducing challenge I can imagine where you're, they had to build Island of the Idols words on a, on a balancing. Now, now um, Jeff did say coming into it, he's like, you know, um, uh, you know, a recurring challenge or something like that. Have we only seen it be played once? I can only remember Heroes, Healers, Hustlers. That's what I thought as well. Because that I, a part also, of me wonders if we saw it with Worlds Apart. Did we see Mike Holloway do this? Or I might be thinking of a different challenge. That's a really deep pull. I've only yeah, seen that season I, when it first aired. So and, and it's I been mean, years. Heroes, um, Healers, Hustlers was, yeah, I mean, I only wanted to watch that, that one. one was iconic because who had the upside down letters? Oh, that was. Oh, I don't even remember. I think like Chrissy might have had an upside down. Wasn't it? I thought it was ben, ben, and then he had to oh. like re. Anyway, yeah, anyway. we're really pulling here. Yeah. The last five seasons, like, look, we're going to be talking about recent seasons very soon. Once this this whole episode's done, we're definitely going to be 
rehashing all of that. All the winners. I know, but for this, for these challenges, that first challenge was a nail biter. Dean and Tommy were side by side the whole challenge. The whole challenge. And then when we get to the balls, um, the first two people to sink balls are Tommy and Janet, right? Yeah. So like, Janet. Dean wasn't even in the running at first. Nope. Because the thing is, the women pretty much all kept together as well. Mm-hmm. But they weren't that far behind. Everybody no. was on the table at the same time. And I'm, I would go as far as to say that Tommy didn't get the first one sunk until every single person was on the table. Mm-hmm. You know, he wasn't that far ahead. Like, everybody right. wasn't an even playing field. Then we see Dean make the move, which is to sink the furthest away ball so like the ball in the furthest away hole yeah is that i mean we've seen we've seen challenges in the past you know in different seasons where that's played out was that the winning move right there i i think um that is a good way to go because you get a feel for the maze and you go for the hardest one and like you really get a feel for it as you go and then it's so easy to just get that second one done right. after you've done the first one. But we saw him drop it a couple times. Like, yeah. and you saw it just kind of like get there and then just like jump. Oh, I know. That table. was they would like they would pump up the music right when it was about to happen. You're like, oh, here it is. He's gonna win. And then nope, he didn't. But not only that, like they had it to the point where you think it's gonna make a move, and then there's like dead silence for like five seconds. <gasps> and you're like, Can you just do it? And then he doesn't even get it. And you're oh like, Oh gosh, man. Just, come on. Hey, so like thinking of these final challenges. My question for you is like, do you have an idea of what challenge you would be best at at the end? Like what challenge do you think that you would just, you would love to see at the end? Like I'm thinking of, this is like the opposite, but you know, Survivor Philippines, Malcolm gets to the last immunity challenge and it's balancing, it's holding up. um, What did you call it? The marble sitting the on marble. the logs. Holding up a marble with his hands. He's holding together a bunch of like pieces of... That was fans versus favorites as well. That's the one that got cerebooted. Yep. And Malcolm knew that he would lose that challenge because his hands are so shaky. Yeah. And so like, I just feel like, what challenge do you show up and you see it and you're like, oh yeah, I've got this in the bag. Well, not the marble because I feel like I'm also shaky. My hands are shaky too. So like for me, it just being able to sit there, like for me, my strength is from... My core, mm-hmm. my core and being grounded. Okay. So I think mine is one hand strapped behind my back, watching the ball go down those mazes. <gasps> oh, back, really? Up the top, watching, 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 go back up top. That, that's my challenge. I've got a long reach on me. Yeah. And I am very patient. I kind of get myself into a bit of a trance. Yeah. Um, and that's a very comfortable one for me. Would you be able to count down like the time between when you release the balls into the maze? Like, you know how they I, say like I to kind of count it? Right. It's, it's, for me, it's less of the actual, like, just counting, but it's more of a rhythm thing. So right. For me, it's like, all right, this, it's hit that thing in the middle. Let's get the second one. All right, now we've got three. I have to wait for this one a little bit before mm-hmm. that one goes. Now let's get this one going. So it's more of a rhythm thing. Even though I know that both of them are designed where one's going to be a little bit quicker than the other one. Yeah. You, you can't That's ever the really part. have them even. You could try, yeah. But for me, if I just kind of, like, sit there and compartmentalize, I think that's the challenge for me. This challenge with the whole balancing thing, uh, I'm not, I'm not. With the, with the letters? Yeah. Like, yeah, that I, one I, looks so hard. I don't know that I like it, to be honest. And it, it's just, it's, it seems too temperamental for me to kind yeah. of like get behind. 
You know, it really makes me think of the challenge from Co Wrong that um, Julia won, um, uh, where like, I think Julia won it, or maybe it was Michelle, but like, where you're walking through a ladder, and if you touch the ladder with your foot- The dominoes fall. Yeah, the dominoes fall. Andrea Belke did that one as well. They did that in, um, I believe that was Game Changers, because I think Sarah Lucina played that as well. Yeah. So just kind of like having that temperamental thing where you can't touch it too much and i don't yeah. know it's, it's and people just wanting to rush back to hit them over and then not even making it back because they knock them all over i feel like it could be anybody's game with these ch- types of challenges that's yeah. for sure same for with me, the challenge you mentioned for me i i'm a purist when it comes to a lot of things and for me survivor the idea of standing their hand on the totem oh i know Do you know what i mean like australian survivor still does that doesn't don't they? Well, the last season they changed it up. Oh, really? Yeah. So That's they, too bad. But, but, but it still is an endurance challenge, and I mm-hmm. believe they endured over six hours of it. I just that is that is legendary Survivor. Yeah. How long are you going to fight for it? And mm-hmm. on top of that, legendary Survivor is: Are you going to be the Richard Hatch who drops out and says, mm-hmm. "I know both of you are taking me," and then he ends up winning? Like. There's so, so my, much gameplay that happens. Okay, my question is, Jamal made a statement at the final Tribal Council that okay. nobody has been taken to the end uh-huh. one. Now, is this based off of the seasons where fire existed? I, fire I, I think existed? he better just be talking about that. Yeah, because we've seen plenty of times where people have been taken in one. <laughs> I mean, the first two seasons of the show. Yeah, and then <laughs> Wu taking Tony. Right. You know, like, it's like there's plenty of examples because, like, it definitely caught me, and I was like, "What is he referring to?" And I think it is purely just that aspect of making fire, just the fire. So far, yeah, this is the first time someone taken during the so, after so, the fire challenge. So we're saying in the last five, sorry, not including this season, the last four seasons, whoever won the final immunity challenge did not win the game because Dom won Ghost Island. No. What? Wendell won. won. No, no, no. Oh, okay. So you're saying, oh, whoever's won the fire doesn't win the game? No, no, no. Sorry. Immunity (laughs) challenge. Okay. Oh. Sending two people to fire. Yeah. So so Chris Underwood won it, but then he gave it up to win the fight, to to battle Rick Devins in the fire by himself. hmm. So that's that's a whole other story. And then- That's um, a different play out. Yeah, Chrissy won it the first time. Mm-hmm. She won that immunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you're like, Dom won it the next time. Because the thing is, for me, it's starting to give me the idea of, like, why would you want to win immunity now? Other than guaranteeing yourself a spot in the finals, mm-hmm. do you just have to play the fire challenge and win it? Is that, is well, that or, how you or, win Survivor now? Is that, but, is like, that Tommy the got- formula? Tommy got dragged, you know, the term is dragged. Tommy got brought to the end and he won. So if you have the resume, I mean, or not the resume, but if you have the, the. I just think that there's so much going on this fire challenge now that. I don't like it. I do not like it. I don't either because for me, it kind of takes away from, they're like, yeah, but they played fire and they won. Cool. What about the other 38 days? Yeah, exactly. And that's what they were saying about Dean at the end too. Like, all right, cool. You won the fire. Yeah. Oh, they weren't letting him use that to his advantage. Um, all right. Okay, so, so talking about the fire challenge, we got to talk about my girl. I knew her end was coming. Yeah. I I really, really, really hoped that she would um, win the fire challenge against all odds. I know you odds. were hoping that. 
Um, but man, did it hurt. Nora yeah. picking who was going to fire. <laughs> oh my gosh. I have um. never seen, we have never seen on the show, we've never seen Tommy as nervous as he was. Did you see all of his nervous tics when she was talking? Like he was like, he kept on touching his face, he kept on wiping his nose. Tommy but was even so him just calling nervous. out to her in the water. All right, yeah. Nora, we're All right, waiting. My, my girl, we're ready for you. So yeah. Tommy is so nervous. Dean is DK chilling. And Lauren is so pissed before it even starts. Lauren is so mm. pissed. Also, okay, so talking about how Nora went into the water, on my second watch of the, this episode, Nora's hair is dry when she's giving this monologue, mm-hmm. telling them did who she, she's picking. Did she go under the water, though? Yes. Well, the clips we saw, she went underwater and her hair's all wet and everything. So I'm, so I was like thinking, I'm like, wait, wait what is the timeline of this? And so I'm thinking maybe she went to a confessional after she gets in the water. Maybe they took her to a confessional to hear what she wanted, what she was thinking. Yeah. And okay. then she came back. Can you imagine the three of them just sitting there and waiting for her? Oh my gosh. That's and Nora with power is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen on my television. No- powerful Nora is insane. So here's, okay, here's my thing. Nora gets to make the choice of who's making fire. Essentially choosing one person to, to sit next to at Final Tribal Council. Okay. She has three choices. Mm-hmm. Like, that's four. Three choices. And she chooses Tommy. Like, yeah. does that does that add up for you? Because, like, in my mind, you can see that Dean has a good resume. You can see that Lauren has a good resume. Mm-hmm. Does that mean that Tommy is the easier person to beat at the end in her mind? I think that it came down. I think she genuinely believed Tommy when he said that he couldn't make fire. Mm-hmm. And he, she thought that Dean would have a better chance at beating Lauren at fire, which is weird because then we heard Dean say that he had never made fire. While he's right. Been out okay. there. So that's so but, weird. But my question isn't even about fire. It's like, uh-huh. who do you want to sit next to at the end? And she thought and she had a better chance against Tommy. Is that is that what it is? Because she then said that she thought she had a better chance of beating Dean. So then why not take Dean? Because it's Nora, and this is normal for her to think this way. <laughs> so uh, the only reason that that makes sense is if she thought that Tommy and Lauren were going to be making fire, which in my mind would have been the most epic, iconic move to make make them split up in that I know, moment. I know. But she was more worried of Lauren coming back. But in my mind, she chose the winner. And she chose for Tommy to win over Lauren. Oh. Like she oh, made heart. that Yeah, but like you like yeah. I've I've thought about this. I've thought about if you get to the end and Jamal has said it himself, you know, every single Survivor fan has thought about getting to the end, uh-huh. what was the move that they were gonna make. Uh-huh. You know, people could Bring it back to season two, Colby Donaldson. You got the choice between Keith and Tina. Mm-hmm. And he wants Tina to have a reward. He wants her to have, you know, 50 grand, if not the mill. Mm-hmm. Um, it is 50 still, right? It's not 100. Oh, I'm second place? Yeah. Uh, I think it's That's 50. a good question. I can't remember. But... He doesn't want to give Keith that. He wants it to go to Tina. But mm-hmm. in the process, he loses, he loses. the bigger yeah. portion. Like, yeah. But people have the argument that if he took Keith, he would have won. Yeah. So now it's like people are not necessarily playing the I want them to get a cash prize. I just want to win. So 
did Nora make the bold choice to try and win the game or did she just try and like I, I don't even know that she would have won. Like well, I mean she didn't. I know, and she thought I think I think lead I think that everybody on ca- in camp was talking about how Lauren was gonna win the game, just like everybody was talking about how Janet was going to win the game. Right. So Nora just like she knew that oh Lauren's the next person to go. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my thing because I'm I'm this kind of player where I would rather make it to the end and beat the stronger players than sit next to weaker players. And really, uh, well, a lot of people are like, "Well, that's an idiotic move." Mm-hmm. But oh, in, I don't. Yeah, I can see. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely fine. It's it's yeah. one of those things that it's like I don't want to have my win based off of sitting next to people who weren't deserving. Mm-hmm. Like I want I want to deserve my win. Yeah. And, not only that, if I don't deserve my win, I want somebody who does deserve it to win. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I think the perfect example there is people can claim that Russell losing to Natalie is the perfect example of that. Like, did she deserve that win or was it just people didn't want him to win? You know, we've mm-hmm. seen that happen multiple times. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that she was a terrible person, but did she, did she play the best game of Survivor? Uh. You know, <laughs> yeah. So it's it's one of those questions that it's like, could you take somebody to the end, um, knowing that they have a better chance than the other people, but have that good faith in yourself? Because I think that's where I stand, and I don't know that I would actually play that out in the real thing, right? But that's where my heart tells me. And like Tommy said, that he Tommy had a confessional. He's like, I can think with my head, or I can think with my heart. Mm-hmm. My heart wants me to take Lauren, but my yep. head is like, to get rid of her. Yep. And that just shows once again, how competitive you are, Dion, like you're like, you're in it to win it and you want to beat the best. Like I could totally see you taking the best to the end. Um, Because if you don't take the best to the end, you're going to be the best and they're going to take you out. That exactly. was very. That was very Luke of me. <laughs> so I, like, I don't know. They're going to take uh, me out. I'm the king of the jungle. <laughs> um, okay, so when Lauren gets voted out, I am watching the finale with my friends Rachel and Caleb. Um, shout out, shout out, Rachel and Caleb. I'm watching it with them. We were watching on an hour delay because we had to wait for uh, all the kids to be put to bed so we could watch mm-hmm. it. So, um, <laughs> I my friend Rachel, she turns to me as soon as Lauren gets voted out, she goes, Hannah, this is you getting voted out. And I was like, final four. Yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, it is final four getting voted out because they were a huge jury threat. Not to toot my own horn, but as Lauren said, toot, toot. (laughs) Um, and wouldn't you know, my mom texted me too. She goes, Hannah, your dad and I are talking about how, Lauren at this final four is you getting voted out at final four. So once again, it's just like, it's an honor to share the final yeah. four spot with Lauren. And it's just ironic that all season I've been talking about how she's my girl, how and I love you, her. Like relate to her. And then she ends up in my spot. So wow. I loved her moment with Jeff on the stage and, yeah. and you know, um, and sh- I just felt like her final words and like what she was saying on stage with, with Jeff was talking about how she came into the game kind of like being ready to be voted out first and like mm-hmm. not knowing how well she would do. And then she got to the end as a threat and just really 
played well and deserved her spot. And so that's how I feel about myself playing as well. Cause I came into survival challenge just like ready to be voted out first, which I very well might've been and, <laughs> yeah. and, and made it farther than I really ever thought I would. So yeah. I uh, think to, we do Lauren. Need to, yeah. We do need to commend Lauren on her efforts this season. Cause it was a tough season. She did play hard. She did have a good social game and she was still able to kind of say what she wanted to. Yeah. Um, sorry, I'm very distracted. There's a squirrel on a tree directly outside of my window. <laughs> I'm on the, do you guys refer to it as the first floor or the second floor? Because the, for, in Australia, the first floor is the ground level. And then the second floor it's is. It's called first floor? Well, second floor because ground is floor one. Okay. And then you're on the second floor. Okay, yeah, we call it like second floor too, but we don't call it ground level. We call it, yeah, first floor is ground level and second floor is second floor. Right. Oh, wait. Maybe it's backwards. I don't know. <laughs> I feel like it's different. Anyway, so, yes, I think that she played a very good game in terms of being social and all that kind of stuff. I think that she was, in my opinion, she's probably more deserving of the win over Tommy mm-hmm. um, because she was probably better um, – able to articulate herself, her relationships. Uh, I, I, I can't, I, actually, I'm not going to be able to say that because Tommy definitely had good relationships. You right. know? We saw that he was able to be close to Elaine. We saw that he was close to be, like, able to be close to a lot of people. Lauren was also close to people. I just think they just both did it in different ways and they were pretty on par the whole time. And Lauren's were more obvious, which makes her a bigger threat. True. I am so frustrated at Lauren about the fire, though, which I would be with Dean if he lost the fire. I am so frustrated when you hear both of them say, I haven't made a fire since I've been here. It's like, what are you doing? And she did post on Instagram about how she did practice fire every day before she left for the island. Yeah. I don't care. What she was making <laughs> during that challenge yeah, she made a fire, but where was the structure? I mm-hmm. I was out of my mind so frustrated that she was just yeah. like slowly throwing sticks on there like, uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Like, where was the structure? I cannot believe it. But, well, okay, she's an indoor girl. Well. Like, I get it. You you know, whatever. Right. Okay, I, I, whatever. I'll no, take no, no. It. Like, that's fine. Like, indoor girl, I absolutely get it. But the thing is, you are out there for 38 days at that point. You're mm-hmm. out there for 38 days. People always complain about not having anything to do on the island. You know what they do have to do? They have a machete and a flint. They can make a fire. What did she you think know? was going to happen at Final Four? I don't know. Um, Rick Devins tweeted about how um, he would steal away from camp for hours to practice building a fire. And um, Victoria tweeted back to him and said, yeah, I would follow you because I thought you were idol hunting and I wanted to see if you would find an idol or not. And she would just have to sit and watch him try to make fi- fire for hours. Then she would just leave. And so like, oh, hilarious. wow, like Rick Devins was practicing fire every day, probably. And he still lost the fire challenge, but yeah, there's, there, there's no excuse. I, no. Anyways. So that uh. my girl disappointed me that way. Oh, well. all right. You ready at least to- she got a fire started. This I know. This wasn't Cook Islands. Oh dear. Um, yeah. So man, is there anything else you want to say before we get to this final tribal to I, talk a little bit more about it? Hmm. I think that with the edit that we were seeing, it was clear that Janet was going. It was also clear that we weren't getting any footage of Lauren. Mm-hmm. This edit was purely there to accommodate to Nora, Dean and Tommy. We saw the blow up between Nora and Lauren when it Dang. came to making the fire. 
Wow, that was huge. And the funny thing is, like, I kind of was like on Nora's side. Really? Well, I mean, I she probably could have gone about it nicer, but like Lauren just kept on crying that like, but you're sending me there. Right. Uh, it's yeah. Survivor. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it was just kind of like, oh yeah, because your crying's gonna make me change my mind. Like it, it, it I just thought it mm-hmm. was one bad reaction being met with another bad reaction um lauren's reactions were hilarious though like her face was she's like are you kidding me are you are you for real and then laura nora was like you need to be humble right now she's like are you serious how dare so you oh so and it's good. like i'm gonna I, i'm gonna take all of the machetes are you crazy are you what are you, are you crazy <laughs> but oh. the thing is like Nora hasn't made her decision. Like, it's not tribal council. This is your opportunity to be like, I completely understand where you're coming from. It just sucks because I know that if I were in your shoes, I would have done that. I would have stayed true to you. You know, seeing two women in the final, we haven't had that in I know. Lauren could have been fighting for that spot. She still had time to fight for it. You know, and she's like, you know what? Right now, there is is the argument that I'm going to win. But if I'm not there, maybe Tommy will win. You know, is he the right choice to be taking with you? Fight the fight, Lauren. Don't cry. Lauren like, has to fight through the emotions and yeah. how she's feeling to do that. And, I, and it's easier said than done. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that it's very difficult while you're out there and you're angry, especially because it's Nora who's annoyed you on so many occasions. Yeah. And this is like the breaking point. And you've put up with her for so long. Yes. But it was like, you saw Dean go off and he's like, Lauren's just crying and I'm learning how to make fire. Oh my gosh, Dean. Um, I will say, I hope, a part of me was hoping for this, but I knew it wouldn't happen, but I hope we see it in future seasons, is where the person who wins and tells people who's going to go do fire, I would love to see someone be lying about that. Like if Nora Uh was lying and like not letting Tommy practice all day, and then Mm. at the last minute being like, actually, Tommy, you are doing fire and he's totally yes. unprepared. Like, I hope we get yes. to see that sometime. That'd be that, awesome. That, that's probably the move that needs to be made. Oh my gosh. Like, that's, I think the only time we saw that done was last season because um, they were giving... Oh, because uh, Chris didn't tell them that he was going to go into fire, probably? Well, Chris didn't tell uh, Devons. So mm-hmm. Devons probably thought he was going up against one of the other two. Yeah. But he had a little more of that reassurance. Yeah. But Chris Ooh. was able to do that. Yeah. Um, wow. So, so uh, this is kind of my like fresh from the group chat little note. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. My friend Alex texted me about like, where was villainous Dean the whole time? Like we saw, we went from DK chilling to DK villain and Dean was so much fun. This episode uh-huh. confessionals were hysterical and, yeah. and so him being a villain in these confessionals was so much fun. And it's like, where has he been this whole time? Like we could have so, had a lot more of this. I had a friend send me a picture uh-huh. the night of the final tribal council. Okay. And it's like a Reddit kind of post. And okay. somebody has titled it DK villain, the best lady killer ever in the history of survivor ever. Oh gosh. They go on to say he was the reason Chelsea got voted out. Oh yeah. Backstabbing he was stabbing Kelly backed out of their secret plan to end his arch enemy, Karishma. 
Um, sorry, I think wow. I said that wrong. Backed out of their secret plan to end his arch enemy, Karishma. Yeah, he did. That's the immunity idol out of Elaine's grab. Played idol nullifier on the biggest threat, Janet. Oh sent my gosh. Lauren to the house oh by winning gosh. the fire making oh, challenge. Dean. And last but not least, he distracted Nora with all the stretching before flexing. Tommy could <laughs> never. Tommy could never. <laughs> so, yeah, Dean like destroyed all the like powerful women's survivor. The lady lives. killer. The lady killer. That's <laughs> it. Wow. Um, all right, let's get. Do you want to get to this final tribal? Let's do it. You it's have, time. As, if I remember, you have something sitting on the couch to remind you to talk, <sighs> bring up something. I'm ready for it. All right, so we have them all pitch their pitches and whatever, and then it gets to Nora, and she's taking the time to go through each tribe, um, each jury member, and say, and you were this, and you were that, and blah blah blah, and you were this, and, that. and they all kind of like hush her, and are just kind of like enough of that. You know, what about this, that, that? Yeah. Then it goes over to Tommy. Now, this can be argued, but I believe that what Tommy was saying is exactly the same as what Nora was saying in, like, fewer or different words. Okay. And everybody just sat there peacefully listening to him. Okay, so explain me, it. So it was just like, you know, Nora's sitting there trying to – she's she's – Said it herself, like she's not the most articulate person. Mm-hmm. You know, it takes she said, her a second. Brevity to... is not my strong suit. Right. Or was that earlier? Yeah. Right. But it's, it's like brevity is not her strong suit, was in the shelter when she was talking uh-huh. to people. Um, but she's somebody who just has what she has to kind of get her, her point across. Mm-hmm. And for me, I just felt like people are impatient with her and they didn't like to listen to her way of right. talking. Right. And then they we're already frustrated with her to this, at this point. Right. So when Tommy essentially comes out with the same approach of like meeting them with this kind of like, and you're all this and blah, blah, blah. And they just sat and listened to him. That annoys me because I'm like, because I literally turned to the person sitting next to me. I'm like, isn't he just saying what she just said? And she got scolded for it. Yeah. And I think that's also part of the problem because people are just kind of like so quick to like dismiss people and ignore Mm -hmm. people and all that kind of stuff. And that, that Mm -hmm. is, strikes a, a, a nerve with me yeah because strikes a chord hits a nerve um <laughs> because it's like this is their opportunity and they're doing the best they can you know and it's like almost like just because you don't deem it to be of a higher stand, like you know mm-hmm. play to the height of your own intelligence that's mm-hmm. an improv that's an improv statement there play to the <laughs> intelligence. but this is she's working with what she's got you know when she does her metaphors that's Nora. Or dating metaphors, right. nonstop like, dating metaphors. I don't know what else you expect. And like, sure, by the time it got to like the, her third dating metaphor, she's clearly not giving them the response that right that 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 wasn't in line with the question. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but, and this is sorry. This is where like jury group think we're seeing it happen. Like we've mm-hmm. we know that group think happens a lot with juries, and you like you could tell that probably at jury at Ponderosa leading up to final, like people are probably so frustrated with her and it just, I could totally imagine it just building and building and building Mm -hmm. people like making fun of Nora talking about how ridiculous she is. And it just amounted to final tribal, just cutting her off. Like you're saying being super rude and not giving her the time to uh, give her a point. And that's the thing. Like you could tell that she had so much 
harder of a fight than the other two. And I don't think that's a stretch to say. Like, she had to change people's opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, she didn't have to just give them She had more knowledge. of a battle. Mm-hmm. She had to actually change their opinion of her. And I mm-hmm. think it was very clear. You know, she didn't take the Troy Zan approach and sit there and go, thanks, I see I where you're standing. I'm just going to sit here. Ugh. You know, she, she actually fought to be acknowledged for where she was at. Yeah. Um, yeah, so for me it was like it, I had a hard time seeing and this is the thing. I, I wanna I want to think it's because Tommy conducted his himself well and had a good relationship with people all season. We didn't necessarily see anybody you know, we didn't get the confessionals from people being like, you know what, Trump, Tommy is someone who I just click with and I trust. Like we didn't get a lot of character development surrounding Tommy. I don't know mm-hmm. if I've mentioned that statement before. Like I think a lot of people have been noticing, like, have commented on that, like, through Twitter or other podcasts have been like, we didn't really get the personal connection with Tommy that we have gotten with other winners before. Right. And, but it's not even the personal collection, connection with him. It's other people's personal connection with him. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, everybody was clearly good with Tommy, but we mm-hmm. didn't see, like, did we have Elaine sit down and go, you know what? I trust Tommy, even though we weren't in the same tribe to begin with. But you just knew she trusted Tommy. Yeah, we got, like, peripheral, like, ideas of who was connected with him. Mm -hmm. And so that was the harder part because you just saw them treat him nicely. And I don't want to – I don't want to go out on a limb here and say it's because he is that archetype of straight white male that they Mm -hmm. don't want to weigh into all of his qualities. But you saw Tom Westman. Mm-hmm. In season 10, you saw the relationships we, he had with people. You saw how he was able to keep them close and how he was able to gain that respect. I needed to see that from Tommy. I needed to see mm-hmm. more of that, less about what's going on in his brain and more about people's opinion of him. Mm-hmm. You know, I needed the creative development from the outside in because otherwise it's just very internal. And it's, you know, an internal thought process almost negates the audience. It's like, I know what you're thinking, but... I don't know why these people are believing you. Oh, wow. You know, that was my whole take. And like, I can see Would why. Would you say like, have, so are, so there's other winners that you've seen with, that we've had though, like Tom Westman, you said, and. Tom Westman. I mean, even Boston Rob in his season. Oh, and you would say, uh, yes, definitely Boston Rob. And I would say another example that's in the Tommy um, case category. is category. Thank you. Is M- yeah. Michelle. Yeah. When Michelle won, people are like, wait, what What were these connections she had? Mm-hmm. And we hear about them, but we, yeah, you're right. We didn't get evidence of them. Right. So for me, it's just kind of like, I feel like Tommy had the hardest time convincing the audience that he was worthy of the win because mm-hmm. we didn't see other people vouching for him all season. Mm-hmm. They did it behind the scenes. You know, we heard Sandra um, later on say every time that people would come into Island of Idols, they were saying, I trust Tommy, I trust Tommy, I trust mm-hmm. Tommy. I'm like, why am I finding out about this after the vote? Right. Like after the fact. It's, it's very much like a Jeremy Collins win. If you think mm-hmm. about no immunity wins or no idols, Jeremy had both of those. But mm-hmm. with Jeremy Collins, it, everybody was besties with Jeremy yeah. and everybody was ride or die with Jeremy, just like mm-hmm. Tommy was. But I think we got more evidence with Jeremy's win of yeah. people saying that than Um, so when it comes to this final tribal, something that I, um, something that I've seen and heard about Tommy winning over Dean, like we saw an amazing battle during this final tribal. It was amazing. I'm sure was the, was the live audience where people like cheering and like 
laughing and were people or were people silent? Were, how was it? I mean, there? I feel like you'd get this, the, 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 those instant reactions because you don't want to miss anything. Yeah. You know, it's just kind of like the, oh, like those kinds of like, yeah. like jeers almost. It's kind of yeah. like, oh, 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 oh. And then Nora will sit there and be like, uh-huh. And everybody would just laugh. Like, uh-huh. you know, it's just, it was like little cures, but nothing was like in like raging. It wasn't yeah. like a, a sports game. Um, so one big thing that has been said about Tommy winning is that, is that the jury said that Tommy owned his game. And I feel like that is a phrase that we hear a lot in Big yeah. Brother and Survivor of yeah. like, own your game. Will you own your game? If you own your game, we'll give you the win. And we've heard from Big Brother players like of like um, Tyler recently. I, was that two seasons ago? Um, Big Brother. Um, Tyler oh, right, right, made right. it to the end with Casey. Yeah, and he he lost to her and people say, you know, he didn't own his game. And so I just wanted to start this conversation with you. What does it mean to own your game? Mm-hmm. What does it look like when you're not owning your game? And what does it look like when you are owning your game? And how did Tommy win by owning his game? Uh, I just think that owning your game means. What does the jury want? I think the jury wants to feel like they had a hand in getting you to the end. Mm. And I think owning your game involves them. If you involves your... saying like, "Oh, you did this move. That wasn't." <sighs> no, mm-hmm. it's more if you own your game and say, "I had this in the bag from the get go." You're not owning the game, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. You're okay. just kind of like in Nora world. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like I just think owning your game means. I had to make the hard move. I had to vote you out. And I did that. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like my hands were tied and you did this oh, and blah, yeah. blah, blah. It's, it's mm-hmm. more like, all right. But he told Janet, point, he said, I, I was yes. planning your vote out way before yes. it happened. At final eight, I was considering it. Yeah, Knowing um, that it would break her heart to hear that, but he yeah. owned it. I think he honestly should have owned the move about Lauren before somebody else brought it up. Yeah. I really because the thing is, for me, I'm that kind of person that that's the final time. I would lay everything out, yeah. even if people would be upset about it. Like, mm-hmm. if I were to be at the final tribal council and you're in fifth place, and I'd be like, Hannah, you were my ride or die. I knew I wasn't going to get to the end with you. So mm-hmm. I arranged for so-and-so. We were going to get together. We were going to vote you out, mm-hmm. knowing that so-and-so had an idol nullifier. Like, information is key. Mm-hmm. And I think that people need to express more of that. And I think that's the part of owning your game. Talk in detail, give examples. Own up to what you did that was backstabbing. Right. And I yeah. think that that's, I think I can understand why it's so hard in Survivor and Big Brother. We've especially seen this in Big Brother with Paul and mm-hmm. with Tyler, like I already said, yeah. is they get to the end and they need to turn that lying off. Mm-hmm. They've been spending days and days and days lying to people like, oh yeah, I'm close with you. I would never turn on you. And they get to the end and it's like, all right, you need to stop lying and just tell the truth about what was going on. And if they don't do it, the jury's pissed. Like, dude, yeah. just, just but say what you did. The other thing, the mm-hmm. other thing is there is the ability for a jury to be bitter. And I don't want to say it in like that whole thing of they're going in angry at someone. So they're going to come out angry. But if you went to the final five with somebody like for this example, you know, like 
Janet and Tommy. And you find out that Tommy's move was, you know, his move. It wasn't somebody else's move that he joined in on. And you find out that your best friend was planning your demise. Like that hurts. Mm -hmm. So you need to really be able to accommodate to your jury. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best jury performances I've ever seen was Todd in Survivor China. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's no question about it. The way that um, Jean Robert is like, so why the vote, blah, blah, blah. And Todd just blows all of this smoke up his bum (laughs) and just (laughs) makes him feel like he was the most threatening person out there. Mm -hmm. When we all know, and every single person sitting on that jury knows Uh that he was not. Yeah. But Todd made him feel that way and John Robert was lost for words. Yeah. You know, and it was just kind of like, that's that's a win. That's that's fighting for it. You know, Mm -hmm. that's how you do it. Yeah. So yeah, well, that's, uh, yeah. That's kind of. I I also think that what you don't do is tell people what they did wrong and how they and that that's why they ended up on the jury. You know, I think that there is uh, something to say about how um, you did something that saved you mm-hmm. versus how that person was able to get eliminated, but never discount a person's game because that was their game and that's very important to them. Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so I also wanted to just say that that thunderstorm moment, the um, the yes. thunderclap that everybody stopped and looked off to the distance, was uh-huh. like comedy gold. It's Especially so when funny. Jeff like kind of just looking at it, like how dare you interrupt our final tribal? <laughs> it was so great. Um, is there anything else you want to say about the final tribal before we talk a little bit about the reunion? Yeah, I think Dean should have won. Yeah. <laughs> Just plain and simple. I thought he fought his heart out. I think he got caught out on something. And even when Karishma had that moment of like, why are you saying this? And he's like, well, why didn't you say this earlier? Clearly meaning earlier in the night. And she's like, well, I'm not sitting there. Like, I couldn't. And he was like, it, when it rains, it pours. It was that moment of the fall. <laughs> that was that, so that's epic. my drop your buff moment, which yeah. is just, they just got drenched on and then the rain just stopped. And, and then they're not, like yelling yeah. at each other no, no, in no, the middle no. of the rain. No, no my, my, my drop your buff moment is Nora like, ah, that was like therapeutic. It's like a fresh start. <laughs> a fresh that, late. That was, I lost it. I thought it was so funny. A fresh is that when the, the audience die at that moment too? Yes, uh-huh. absolutely they did. So for me, it was like, I think that too many people were ready to discount other people's games because they enjoyed Tommy. Yep. So I I don't know that he necessarily owned his game as much. In my opinion, he didn't own his game as much as the other two owned their games. And and I'm in the camp of like Tommy's win is something that I love about Survivor is that it just shows how the social game is what last in the end it's not how many idols or advantages you find right it's the connections you've made with people and how you've maneuvered and at the start of this season i will say this for probably all three of them but definitely with tommy is i had no idea how someone who the big straight white guy like tommy you know the Mm -hmm. guy who kind of looks like a threat same with dean the guy who looks like the person you get out at the merge the merge boot Mm-hmm. I had no idea how they could make it to the end and they both mm-hmm. did. And, um, and I just feel like Tommy's win 
really just comes back to the core of Survivor. Of it right. is your connections. You make your alliances. He was like he said he made alliance. He made connections with everybody. He got information from everybody. Yeah. And um, so what you're also saying is that he he shouldn't have made it as far as he did. Right. Like in the scheme of things, in the archetype that he is, um, in the player that he is, mm-hmm. and like to be fair, we saw two very strong young straight white males make it to the end of this season mm-hmm. of a very diverse cast yeah. which has you know the ability to play it out very differently oh mm-hmm. yeah they were able to get to the end there so do you commend them even more on it because it they had everything going against them just based on the people who've won in the past and yeah. just like it's kind of like well is that a strength for them to say well you were able to defy the odds and yeah um, and i, I would I would say that they made it to the end based on the blunders of several people because several people messed up, did not make the moves. I would say Elaine didn't make moves in her best interest. Yeah. She, she, you know, she made a gamble. She thought that she had something, she had an in with a group and both of them had the opportunity to vote out Tommy. Elaine mm-hmm. had the opportunity to vote out Tommy when Missy was gone and Dean had the opportunity to vote out Tommy when Karishma went. Yep. Yep. So, so they both did that. Like Tommy mm-hmm. was up for question multiple times. There's no yeah. denying that he mm-hmm. was, he wasn't completely safe the whole time and he still managed to make it to the end. He's not a non-deserving winner. I just like the underdog story. I know. It, I, at the start of the season, I made a connection with Dean in the sense of seeing him knock at the edit, acknowledging that he was probably getting an Alec edit from um, uh-huh. David versus Goliath, uh-huh. seeing how, you know, Alec performed at the, you know, merge portion of the game and eventually getting voted out. We saw Dean get beyond that, wing challenges at the end. It just seemed like a really nice arc to see him go from zero to hero. And I watched Hercules the other day, so. <laughs> Fresh on the mind. Uh, yes. Um, and I just, I, I saw that archetype for him. I just don't know that he was able to really, I guess, own it in terms of, like, he owned his, his resume. Mm-hmm. He owned his resume, but he didn't own the fact that he started from somewhere and ended up somewhere. Here's the thing. I think, this is what I said to my friends when I was watching it. I don't think the jury wants to vote for someone to represent their season who pitched their essence as being chill. When mm-hmm. he sums it up by saying he was chill and positive, like, I'm, I'm cool with positive. I don't, th- I think that gets perceived as, oh, I was just along for the ride and yeah. I was just going. And I think that, unfortunately he should not have gone with he did not pitch himself like you said he could have easily fought for himself same with Nora could have fought for themselves a little bit better but it um I feel like the two of them like this was Survivor Nicaragua all over again but I wanted Chase to win that season and we watched Mm -hmm. Fabio win and Mm -hmm. Dean was the Fabio of this season but (laughs) you know like Mm -hmm. it's almost they had they had each other's resumes Uh with the essence of the other person. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? <laughs> the essence. So, mm-hmm. so it was like, for me, it's just kind of like, this time I'm still disappointed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the other person uh, Once again. Oh, anyways, yeah, I, I do think that Dean, I loved his pitch um, where he said, you know, couple 
all the things that I found along with that feeling when your back is up against the wall. And that's how I was playing the whole time. Like I thought yeah. that was a great pitch. Yeah, so. no, that was great. And he did, that was his conversation of like where he began this game. Mm-hmm. But I will say this, is there no way that someone like Nora can win this game when she was purely honest and open? And I don't think she was ever um, fake. You know, like, I think that there were moments that she kind of conducted herself. Like, you know, Jack, when he said nice things about Nora, she's like, thank you. And then Jamal played an idol on her. And then Jack gets voted out by her. And then she turns to Jamal and is like, I'm so sorry that you played that on me. I think, yeah. They were authentic moments. But I I don't think that she, like, played anyone. Yeah. I think that, I think we talked about this a while ago, but a final three of Nora, Dan, and Karishma would have been or even Nora, Dan, Dean, could because we didn't know Dean's, like, you know, final endgame by then. But right. that could have been the most, you know, compelling, like, mm. could Nora win this thing? Yeah. <sighs> um, so yeah. kind of t- speaking of Dan, let's. Um, there's two things I want to talk about with the um, reunion show. Yes. And I want to kind of hear what the what your experience was watching these live. I want to yeah. talk about the Kelly moment and I want to talk uh-huh. about the Sia birthday money moment. Yeah. So which one do you want to talk about first? <laughs> well, I mean, the Kelly moment's very, um, it's actually a very easy conversation to have. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw them do all of, I'm, I'm pretty sure everything that they filmed made at the end. Like, yeah, I, I think that's a, probably a big question people have is, yeah. is did everything make air? And I think you would say, obviously it did because they had a lot of, empty air with Kelly trying to come up with the words to say. Right. So I was wondering obviously if they would have that down, but yeah. it sounds like they didn't. Could um, you like feel a, I mean, hear a pin drop in the audience during absolutely. that segment? Yeah. Everybody was extremely respectful, the mm-hmm. cast and the audience. Yeah. Um, you know, we heard them out. We saw them escort the whole cast off stage. She sat oh, down. I didn't we know that, that they were on. all off stage during that oh. moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They escorted them all off stage. They sat her down. So we knew what was going to happen. We knew there was going to be a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, we heard her out. It's obviously her um, her moment. Everybody was arguing that she should have had, a, a you know, a platform to talk. And she because of the you know because of the way Survivor is designed, the jury can't speak. Yeah, and this was our opportunity to speak. Um, I feel like it went really well. What is your yeah. perspective? I thought it was great for Survivor. Owning she got a lot of su- their mistake. <laughs> she got a lot of support from the audience. You Good. know, once it was all done, she got a big cheer and all that kind of stuff. I mm-hmm. think everybody, like nobody's denying, you know, her stance on anything. We wanted to give her, the, but we, I say we, like I had any say in it. <laughs> um, they wanted to um, give her the platform to speak, and mm-hmm. the audience was willing, um, as they should have been to let her and listen to her and it was a good response and I think that was a really nice moment that needed to happen. Yeah, it was it was really good. Um that kind of segues into the Sia money because mm-hmm. I was halfway expecting Kelly to get Sia money, especially when we hear Jeff say that three people get the Sia birthday money. Right. Um can I ask what made you think she was gonna get it? Like what well, characteristic? I know it's just I guess the Sia money has been so like I think it's because Ty Ty I almost said Tosh Ty got the money for standing uh for like keeping Mark the chicken alive and that was like right. you know a huge statement for um for you know animal right. yeah. activists or whatever um right. Davy got Sia money because Sia liked how he like 
he really had a lot of faith during his season. Mm -hmm. And I thought that, um, and we saw Jamal get, I think, you know, Jamal got money for being just an amazing person. Mm -hmm. Um, and like for what he kind of stood up for. So I thought that Kelly would get to see a money. Um, I just, figured you know she's been a huge advocate this season so i thought i just assumed that she would get right. money so i was surprised well, about it i wasn't upset about it i was, i mean i love oh my gosh yeah. elaine's face when jeff said a hundred thousand dollars she yeah. was it was like the most epic elaine like smile like oh my gosh oh my gosh and then when he says a hundred thousand her face yeah. completely crumpled it was we the lost most precious. It. Really, we lost it in the audience to go uh-huh. from fifteen thousand to one hundred thousand. Holy crap! And then, and like, then Janet hugging her and so happy for her, and then and then Jeff goes, and the other person who gets it is Janet, and Janet's like, "What?" Yeah, it was it was that was epic. It mm-hmm. was like for those three people, like you know, obviously Janet had the stance, and I think the stance that you think that Kelly took was what we saw in Janet. Yes. Yes. That that I think that was what was being rewarded. You know, we saw mm-hmm. the support and all of that in in you know Janet's story. She was willing to put her game to the side for her morals. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think you know without discrediting you know Kelly, Missy, Elizabeth, like they weren't willing to put their game to the side for their morals. And mm-hmm. I think that's what Janet embodied. Yeah. Um, Elaine was somebody who I think is the lovable you know, great spirited person who we saw in episode one where we um, saw her as that likable person who's going to make it far in the game. And, you know, she was able to make it further in the game and she was able to do stuff where I think it was, um, I don't know, you saw a little, I I think essence is a good word. You know, you saw her essence, you saw what Mm -hmm. she was about. And I think that Mm -hmm. got her that money. Jamal clearly has a great way of speaking I have a very love-hate relationship with Jamal. You know I do. <laughs> you should, um, uh, I you did, should share what you texted me about Jamal. Well, I was just about to want. say, I was like, I, when I met him, oh. I was like, I need to get a picture for Hannah. And I walked up to him and I was like, hi. Um, I'm, <laughs> hi, you know, I hate, love you. Nice to meet no, you. No, I was Dion. like, you know, kidding. my name is Dion. I actually run a podcast with my friend Hannah. She's a big fan of yours. And she has said to me on occasion that she could just let you speak to her. No, for you hours. didn't. No, you didn't. Just, I absolutely did. <laughs> I'm like, because she just loves the sound of your voice. And he's like, that's so funny. He's like, well, you should say, hey, what's up? And I was like, oh, I would definitely <laughs> tell her that. So Jamal I mean, my day, when he texted me that, he said, what's up to me? I was like, oh, my gosh. I could just right. hear it. I could hear him saying, What's up? Yeah, exactly. And I was just like, she's going to like ride that for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And so we um, had, um, I got a photo and I said that to you. I also put these photos up um, on our Instagram account. We might be able to like go through. I put it, I put a highlight of your finale photo. So. Oh, cute. Yeah. Check out our Instagram, drop your buffs podcast. We have Dion's uh, pictures from the finale yeah. on our highlights. Well, there you go. And I made sure I got a picture with Lauren for you as well. Yes. I know that she was one of your girls. I got, I'm, I believe I got pictures with the top six. Um, no big deal. Um, Gosh. They're all really lovely. Such a lovely cast. I think, you know, uh, considering the season that they had, they all bonded mm-hmm. over it because it was a shared experience. Mm-hmm. And I, we both know about having a shared experience with yeah. Strangers, it just bonds you. It will. Yeah, and it's been really cool seeing all of their pictures from when they've all hung out this past summer. You could, they've all like gone and visited each other, and now they're finally posting pictures because now they can. Now that the season is over, so it's been really cool. Yes, seeing all those. 
I was very happy to, um, you know, sometimes when you go to the finales and the after parties and things like that, um, the contestants are a little unsure about the environment. They get warned that there's going to be this fandom, this community that's going to uh-huh. come up and ask for photos. And I think this season was a little warmer because yeah, it, it, it's it's a it feels like a really long season because of how much um, attention it's been gaining. And I think the attention that they're getting from audiences at this point is welcomed when it's positive attention. Yeah, I'm sure. Kind of like riding that. So, you know, met Tommy, awesome guy. Uh-huh. Um, you know, Elaine, Nora's fantastic. Uh, I could, I literally, I told you I could speak for, to Nora for hours and yes. I still very much feel that way. I got to meet Karishma. She's very sweet. Uh-huh. Um, I can't Dean, believe it. I cannot like, believe it. Dean's my guy. Dean? He's so chill. He was just dancing. Um, and it was just like, you know, I got to, and Janet, oh, Janet, oh, I like went up to her. I'm like, can I give you a hug? I just, <laughs> just hold me, her. Janet. Because hold me I close, just, Janet. I to hug me, really. <laughs> I want a Janet hug. Uh, uh, so good. So fun. Such a fun cast. Um, and um, looking forward to season, season 40. 40. Wow. Ha- did Where you have any idea war? it was coming? <laughs> oh, my gosh. What? If any, if, what I said last um you know, episode. And that was me being psychic. <laughs> so guys, heads up, we're going to keep podcasting for season 40. Um, I, I'm just like, how could we not podcast about season 40? This mm. is, uh, this is like, it's still surreal that we're going to have all these winners there. Mm. Just seeing the trailer for it, the little teaser yeah. was like, okay. I had goosebumps. I was like, this is happening. So we saw all of the faces go really yes, quickly. We did. So let's go in order of who we're seeing come back. All right. You've got the OG generation, which I believe is prior to season 20. Now that we're 40 seasons in, you're going to have the OG, which is pretty much there. I mean, there is that like middle school, but we're just right. going to consider that. Okay. Yeah. Who are our um, OGs? Season- Season three, Ethan's on. Oh, yes. Season seven, Sandra. Season eight, All Stars with Amber. Season 11, Guatemala, we have Danny. Now, Danny is going to be the first new contestant from Guatemala. From that season. She's the only one. Because we saw Bobby, John, and Stephanie come into that season, and Stephanie's played again since. But nobody else from Guatemala has played again. So this is going to be interesting because it's almost the forgotten season. Yeah, seriously. Uh, season 13, Cook Islands, we saw Yule win. Season- oh my gosh, I cannot yeah. wait for Yule. I know. Everybody's very excited because he was seen as a very big man. People have been waiting for him to return forever. Yes. Season 16, Poverty is coming back. Fresh after having a baby. A baby. And so now she's coming out there as a mom. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see if there's a different strategy there. We've got a lot of moms out there this time yep. and dads. <laughs> yes. So that's OG. So okay. what's that? Did you count how many that was? Uh, no, I'm kind of looking at, I'm looking at a picture right now of all the contestants oh, to right. kind of keep track to. Sure. Uh, do you want to throw Boston? Did you throw Boston Rob in there? But he, he wins win later. So. He wins season 21. He is the next winner. Every single person after that is a new winner. In my mind, Boston Rob is still a recent winner. Dang. But that was nine years, nine years ago? Uh, I don't remember. No, sorry, not season twenty-one. It was season twenty-two. Okay. So he won. He won South. Uh, sorry, Redemption Island. Uh huh. Now the winner of South Pacific was Sophie. Sophie. Sophie's I'm coming back. For her. Mm-hmm. So she, I believe, she was in question for Game Changers and didn't make it back that season. Okay. She's back for an all-winner season. Mm-hmm. Season 
also that was season 22 and season 23. Season 24 was <laughs> You were so good at this. Your survivor <laughs> trivia. So season 24 is One World. That's where we saw men versus women all existing on one island and Kim Spradling Kim took her Kim Final, oh my gosh, a woman's alliance made it to the end. Women's oh. alliance. <laughs> so it's Kim Spradling's back. Uh-huh. Season 25, Survivor Philippines, the season that brought it all back for me. Now the winner of that season is the only contestant to ever have gone to every single tribal council in their season. And that uh-huh. was Denise Stapley. Denise. Who, um, that's Denise Stapley, right? That's not yes. the one, lady. Yeah. So she um, made it <laughs> all the way through her season and won. That was, it was, it was Denise and Malcolm. They, that was their season. Mm-hmm. So season 26, we're unfortunately not going to see Cochran coming I back. know. That would have been an epic one. Right, he was probably like, no, I'm good. Right. So the other one that we're not going to be seeing coming back is Mike. So Mike won season 30. <sighs> he's not coming back either. So those are going to be the two people. Other than that, pretty much every other, uh, and not seeing, obviously not Chris from last season, because yeah, we're seeing was filming as this one was airing. Um, mm-hmm. Or vice versa. We're seeing Millennials. Gen X winner Adam Klein. We're seeing right. heroes, healers, hustlers, Benjamin. Yeah. No, whatever's... wait, you skipped. You skipped. Um... Oh, I'm kind of, yeah, I'm going out of turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. So, okay. So I was going to say, because we've got seasons. Um, uh, sorry. We're yeah, going Dion, you to... could take us. <laughs> <laughs> so we've um, missed out on Cochrane. Season 27 was the very first Blood versus Water. That's where we saw Tyson. Um, Tyson Apostle. So he's... Uh, I cannot wait for I love Tyson. Player. I love Tyson. stand him. So that's all you. Oh, gosh. Um, of course. That makes so much him. sense. Yeah. Um, so season 28, Kagayan. That was Spencer Bledsoe's first season. Chaos Cass, Wu, and Tony was their winner. Tony, Tony is coming back. back. The first vote out on his season of um, Game Changers, I believe. Yes. Um, he... Because he wasn't second chances. Well, second chances was Sierra. Tony was the first person voted out of Game Changers. Or Sierra was the first. No, that was Second Chances. No, that Sierra was... made it far in Second Chances. Oh. She's part of the oh. Witch's Coven. He was the first person voted out of his tribe. Oh, probably, yeah. Probably. yeah okay. Him yeah, and Sandra. Yeah. Do you think, so they like started out together. Oh, you know oh. what? We've got to save all this talk for. Uh... No, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, sorry. <laughs> all right, we're getting distracted. Okay, after Kageyam, we saw the second Blood versus Water, Samando Sir. That was Natalie, the Twitty. She is coming back. She was in. Um, she was in consideration for game changers. She was. She, she got a concussion, she so she couldn't go injury. do game changers. She had and a big gash on her face. Fun fact: Natalie Anderson is my favorite winner of Survivor. Yep, of course what? this surprises you. Yep, because why we have opposite views of Survivor? Apparently, I just hate that season. I love that season. That's one of oh, my favorite seasons. Bring uh, the hot mess seasons. Okay. All right. right. So Natalie Anderson. Season 30, um, Mike's not coming back. Season 31, we have our second chances. That's when we Jeremy saw Jeremy Collins. Collins win. Yes. Season 32 was Karong. That's where we saw Michelle Michelle won. Fitzgerald. Fun fact, Karong was filmed before second chances, but second right. chances aired first. Season 33, uh, millennials versus Gen X. We're seeing Adam Klein, our survival challenge alum, yes. and Survivor CBS American alum coming back. Season thirty-four was game changers. Sarah Lucina, the last female to win a Survivor season, is coming back yes. to show everybody what she's made of. In my <laughs> opinion, I wanted her to win that season all season, so I was very excited. Very. Oh, happy. that's cool. And a lot of people disagree. Yeah, what that's a okay. Um, season 35 is ben. 
Yes. So that is um, Heroes, um, Healers, Hustlers. Uh-huh. Ben wins that season. He's coming back. Season 36, that is Ghost Island. Wendell's coming Wendell's back. coming back. And I yeah. feel like he's got a shoe in to win. Okay, we can talk about yeah. that later. Season 37. That's interesting. Season 37, we see... Um, that's David that's, versus Goliath, right? David versus Goliath. And Nick, Nick Wilson is coming, is coming back. back. Now, he is the last winner that we will see coming back. Good job, Dion. That, that was awesome. <laughs> that's my brain. Like, <laughs> um, But yeah, so that is fun. It just goes to show that we're seeing a lot of um, OG female winners because in that second chunk, I think we only saw a handful. We saw Sophie, Kim Spradling, Denise, uh, Natalie, Sarah. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, I mean, there might be. And so this kind of like is a little um, teaser to like Dion and I are hoping to do a Survivor season 40 like pregame podcast where we want to go really into detail about all these winners and mm-hmm. hopefully with the focus of what are these connections we're going to see coming into there is gonna be a like a spreadsheet we're gonna have like how everybody's connected from their former seasons uh-huh. people who live in the same cities people have uh, things that we've seen on social media of people being connected like yeah. we've got a lot a lot of thoughts so I, and then we excited. could go into more detail about who we think is going to do well, who yeah. we think has an uphill battle and whatnot. Yes. So, and as we saw, Rob said it's going to be really messed up if he has to, you know, vote out his own wife. If daddy's going to vote out mommy. Mama. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, oh man, that in itself is going to be epic. Um, yeah. So man, is there anything else to share about what's coming next for us? What's coming next is we're going to be doing our season 40 podcast starting in February. So definitely Mm -hmm. come back to listen to that. Mm -hmm. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. We are going to be doing a podcast next week on our experiences on the survival challenge. Uh We're going to give you all the inside scoop, have some guests talking about their own experiences. Mm -hmm. We've talked about it so much this season. We want to give you the ins and outs of it all because, because that was epic because yeah. applications are dropping in January and we want to yes. get the hype out. We want to get more information out so that you guys can apply. Yes. So next week we're going to give it you our own experience after Christmas, our own holiday special, which is the survival <laughs> challenge. Drop your buffs podcast. I love it. Yeah. So um, yeah. And then, just and then see after what that, we're gonna we're gonna play it by ear. I have a feeling yeah. we're gonna be dropping some uh, um, dropping. weekly podcasts. <laughs> yeah, drop your bus, yeah. dropping podcasts. Keep keep subscribed. See what happens. Yeah, very. See what exciting. drops into your podcast feed. I know, and I just want to say congratulations, Hannah, on finishing up your first season of Drop Your Buffs. Our and first- congratulations to you. Thanks. I'm very excited. It, we started this just being two friends talking about Survivor. And here we are, two hours later. Um, I know. This is, <laughs> congratulations to everybody who has lasted this long. <laughs> Thank you. This was very much a rambling flew one. by. Because there was so much content. You know how it is. Uh-huh. Um, but we're very excited that this season is wrapped up. And uh-huh. we're going on to season 40. Oh, I cannot wait. Cannot wait. I hope we can get some, you know, more fun special guests for next season Mm -hmm. so we can hear other people's perspectives. Yeah. I would love some uh, for the audience to let us know what 
we could cover in the meantime. Uh, an idea that I've had is I would love, um, maybe not episode by episode, but Hannah, if you haven't watched The Australian Survivors, maybe we could like smash Ooh. out a season and then just yeah. do a podcast on a season. Yeah. You know? So mm-hmm. we could do like not now because Australian All-Stars is also going to be on. Holy crap. I cannot wait for that too. Year. So yeah. they're probably going to be airing at the same time as the American version. Really? So oh, dear. Yeah. So that's going to be massive. So I don't know how many seasons you've watched, but we should probably go back, cover as much as we can, and then maybe, you know, there's at least the whole of January. That's four weeks. We could cover a, a season a week. I know. We could keep up something. And, like, I've already told you that I'm totally toying with the idea of covering any live reality games this summer. Yes. That I've, like, I've posted two interviews with people who played the South Africa Survival Challenge. So, like, I'm really – I'm – if people are interested in live reality game coverage, let please yeah. let me know because I'm really thinking about doing that. So Hannah's we'll about the live game world. I'm about the televised game world. I know, right? Our two worlds collide. Ever since I played Survival Challenge, there's this whole new world that has been really fun to keep up with. I love it. And yeah, hopefully um, we can get that podcast for Race Across LA as well because um, yes. we're definitely, that was hosted by William Yelton and um, he is hoping to get some more going so whether it's in LA I think there's potential for them existing in other places who knows we'll see the future it's it's open at this point there's there's so much so keep up with us on all the social medias we're on Instagram we're on Twitter Mm -hmm. where we have an email if you want to email us yes (laughs) you know just reach out yep I'm so excited all right let's wrap this up it's been long enough hey Hannah you know what what I've got nothing for you. What? Ah, How the tables have turned. (laughs) All right, guys. Thanks for listening this far. And thanks for supporting us all season long. Bye, everyone. Bye. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs. Drop your buffs. Everybody, drop your buffs.